This is Design School. Krista Fredericks, thank you for being on This is Design School with us today. We are excited to see you, and uh, it's always good to see you whenever we can. Thank you. It's been a long time. It has been. <laughs> um, so I would love to start the conversation by uh, giving some little feedback on wh- what are you doing now, and um, yeah, what are you doing now? All right. So I have been at Nordstrom Corporate in Seattle for about two and a half years now. And I'm doing web design, so that means I'm working purely on the um, e-commerce side, which is just the website for Nordstrom. So, yeah. And and how did you get to that? Well, I did an internship when I was still in college at PLU, and I worked on the user experience side of web design at Nordstrom. And um, during my, let's see, it was summer between junior and senior year. And uh, I did that for three months, and that really kind of helped me get my foot in the door at Nordstrom. And also doing several different client work pieces while I was still a senior at PLU, that really helped me a lot too. I did stuff for the city of Tacoma and things for PLU around the campus. And so that kind of helped me progression-wise. Did the internship at Nordstrom, stayed in touch with them during my senior year, and then got hired on two months before graduation. So was pretty fast you are so lucky <laughs> yes and I definitely recognize that but it, <laughs> it took a lot of work to get there so yeah. no that's true well you kind of brushed over a lot of the work what, what were some of the would you say the the things that took a lot of work in order to get either the the internship or the position after the internship I think the most important part was the things leading up to the internship um, just kind of prepping a resume, getting a website together, getting some experience under my belt so that when I went to an interview for the internship, it was kind of all laid out there like, hey, this is what I've done. This is what I want to know. This is where I want to grow. And um, just kind of showing them the best of the best and having a wide variety of stuff. Um, Because when I worked for the city of Tacoma, I did a website and I did different brochures. So it was a mixture of print and online. And so all of those things kind of helped come together when I was ready to apply for this position that basically I really didn't know a lot about because I knew I wanted to do web design, but I didn't know kind of where that was going to fit in in the Nordstrom circle. And so user experience design was something that I'd never done before. So So if I can pick a piece from there that you had just mentioned, you had said something about you telling people about what you want to grow and how you could achieve that there. Mm -hmm. Is that like a common practice or have you seen other people use that kind of technique of saying, here's why I'm coming here because of these things and uh, this is where I want to grow? Well, personally, I feel like I've always kind of taken that and it's, it's kind of a form of, you know, being humble. Like you don't know everything. Um, There were things that I was very strong that I knew how to do this and I knew how to do that. But then it's like, you know, user experience is something that I've never done before. And I'm going to be open about that and say I want to learn about it because it would make me strong, you know, with all of these different pieces of design with the front end, the back end, how you connect to those. And so that's kind of why I felt like it was good coming to the table with I'm strong with this, I'm strong with this part of design, but I'm not so strong with this part of design, and this is why I want to be here. 
So do you feel like you would have been able to be that open with them right off the bat if you wouldn't have done an internship and had that relationship with them previously? No. And I think that's why it's so important to have experience in an internship Mm -hmm. and kind of take that leap of faith because it is more of an exposed part. You're kind of like, look, I'm I'm new and I don't I don't know exactly what's going on all the time. Um, But I think it's that willingness to learn that is one of the biggest parts that you can take from an internship and really run with. And that was really great for me just because, again, like I said, it's really important to, to show that you're enthusiastic about learning new things. And now that you've been there for a while, are you, do you still have that enthusiasm? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so kind of coming off the internship, um, one of the most important things that I did while I was doing the internship, I kind of owned a couple projects and, you know, would really be like, hey, I want to jump in here and help you do a wireframe for something. Or, hey, I want to go see when you, um, one of the things that we do for the site is we'll test two different versions of something and we'll bring in people to do these tests. And it's kind of like, I want to see, I want to watch that happen and kind of see where we can learn from those mistakes and from where we would, you know, do different tests. And so it's like all those aspects, I was like, show me what you know goes on here show me the 360 and um i think for me at least also doing informational interviews with anybody that i could sit down with i think over the course of the three months i probably did 15 or 16 different informational interviews with people from senior designers to ux designers um to the vp of e-commerce like i just kind of wanted to meet everybody um, just to get a feel for, you know, different people's views on Nordstrom and how, how it all works. So. so you did those informationals while you were interning. Correct. Yeah. Yes. We didn't cover is why Nordstrom? How did you find Nordstrom and how did you decide that's where you wanted to work? Because obviously you interned there and then you decided to work there. Yes. And you had been very conscious about keeping that relationship in between mm-hmm. those two well, I have been a lover of fashion for <laughs> forever. I think JP could definitely uh, back me on this, that I would come into the art studio wearing my heels. <laughs> so it was always just kind of a part of my life um, that I was really interested in. Ever since high school, it was kind of like, well, I want to stay local. I love the Pacific Northwest and kind of thinking in terms of, okay, what do I like? I love fashion. Nordstrom. Nordstrom's in Seattle that would be that would be the ultimate cool thing and I feel like it just was a natural progression that I get kind of always kept it in the back of my mind like this is where I want to be um not really knowing full well how it was going to turn out or what the job would entail like I just I didn't know um and then when it got closer and you know I finally the the doors opened up and I walk into that internship I'm like yeah absolutely this is where I want to be so it was kind of just always there but I didn't know where it was going to go after that. So, Because mm-hmm. I know that's something that I've always struggled with is the exact opposite of that is knowing I love design but not knowing where or what kind of design you want to do and what environment is. So I'm a little bit jealous that you were able to find that so early <laughs> be able to meld design with that passion of fashion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that was definitely something that I always look back on and go, gosh, I, I do feel very fortunate that the cards just all kind of fell the right way Mm -hmm. because I got the internship, got hired in a field doing something with design that I love. So, Mm -hmm. so it sounds, I mean, it sounds like everything for you, at least the way we've talked about it 
you make it sound so easy and like everything is going so well. But I, I imagine that that hasn't necessarily always been the case. I think it's been more um, trying to have a positive outlook on it mm-hmm. um, and also realizing that there are definite high stress days. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it just turned to dedication and working the extra hours in school and, you know, different spending lots of time where it might have been more like maybe my peers were just kind of hanging out where I was really trying to figure out how I was going to make this work and how I was going to push myself. And I think that, um, like I said, it's just like the internship and then going back to school was definitely hard because I knew I was going to be away from that environment. Um, but yeah, there, there are ups and downs to it all, yeah. definitely. Um, but I think it was just kind of always knowing the ultimate goal um, helped me continue and be determined and stay determined. So, mm-hmm. One other thing I wanted to ask you about was what do you do on the side? I mean, most, most designers have side projects they work on for fun. What is that for you? Well, for a while, it was nothing, to be honest, mm-hmm. because I was kind of learning how to do that nine to five type job and realizing sitting at a computer all day was getting exhausting. And so I wanted to do anything but that. But then I realized that I kind of also suffered in the area of getting influence from different places and getting inspiration from different places. So I realized I needed to fit that back in. And for me, photography is an escape. You can go on an adventure. You can do something outside. Um, And so I take a lot of just landscape and different nature photography, but I also um, am a guest poster, I guess, on my friend's blog, and I do um, different fashion posts. And so it's a mixture of kind of lifestyle stuff. I try and keep up with my Instagram posts and uh, different fashion, interior design, things like that, but also helping her out with her blog, taking pictures for her blog. During the um, last Christmas, we did a kind of 12 days of cocktails um, post. And so I helped photograph all of those. So it's staying busy in just kind of different areas where it happens to land in my lap. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I'd love to do that for you. I do Mm -hmm. engagement photos for friends and just kind of different random stuff to stay busy. Mm -hmm. So, How did you end up connecting with your friend for that blog? Well, we met during the internship, really? as it would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we were kind of just realized we had a lot in common during the internship and uh, stayed really close during that year that we were both gone back at school. And we both got hired on before we had finished our senior year. And we've been best friends ever since. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she kind of, she's a writer and I was the design side of that. And she's like, hey, I'm starting a blog. You know, I'd, I'd love to have some help with the photography or the design where you, you know, want. And I was like, that sounds awesome. I'd love to. So. And how long have you guys been doing that blog for? Well, she, it's her blog that she does with a friend. Oh, okay. And um, I just kind of help take pictures or help post whenever um, for fashion. But uh, she's been doing it for a couple of years now. Hmm. Have you ever thought about doing a blog your own, uh, of your own? Yes. It's been kind of a pipe dream. There are definite times where I'm taking an abundance of pictures for a different outfit post, and I'm like, gosh, I would love to have this 
on my own blog. And then I start kind of diving deeper into what that means in the aspect of coming up with the theme and a logo and a color scheme. And I'm very indecisive when it comes to that. So I'm like, one day, oh, you know, this mint green looks great. And then I'm like, what was I thinking? Obviously, it's going to be coral. And so <laughs> I, I go back and forth with the front end of all of it. And, you know, I want to blink and just be doing posts already, but there's a lot of work that needs to go into it. And recently I have I've found that I haven't had the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I find that having what Chad calls an accountability always helps. Yeah. Someone to, um, someone that's there to, to make sure that you are doing it or that is reminding you of reasons why to do it. So maybe thinking about getting a, uh, a partner in crime. Absolutely. My my roommate just kicked off her blog and it's it's giving me kind of the energy that I need to start mine just because I look and see, you know, how she's laying everything out and getting this following going and I'm like, oh, okay, well, it wouldn't be that hard. Like I could do it. I just take I need to really sit down and take chunks of time and and go through it versus taking, you know, 15 minutes to think about it. It's like, okay, I need to dedicate one hour of my time maybe once a week twice a week and follow through with it i think that's one of the things that has uh has hindered me all of these years from doing a blog or just staying consistent with it is mm -hmm. is one of the things that you have to continuously work on yeah. is going back to the accountability but being accountable to yourself but as well mm -hmm. as to your followers that yes. you plan on having absolutely yeah. and i think the other part about a blog that also seems daunting is there's so many out there these days it seems like everybody's a blogger and everybody's a photographer and if I want to do it right I, I want to do it well and I want to do it in a strong way that's going to be unique not just another fashion blog and so that's the hardest part too is finding that niche because fashion would be a huge part of it but also kind of different pieces of lifestyle and one of the things that I've done in the past since I live and we'll work so close to Pike Place. I'll go down and get different bouquets during the week and um, go against my favorite pink wall and take an outfit post with a bouquet. And then I'll use the hashtag Pike Petals. And so I've kind of been thinking, okay, well, there might be something to this. I could take it with that angle. So it's finding that niche. But also I think, I mean, a lot of the things you're talking about is some of the things that I find really debilitating, especially for me when I am trying to do things like build a portfolio or something like that. It's like all these tiny decisions, like should it be mint or should it like, of course it should be coral, right? But you keep going back and forth and then you're like, well, I can't put it out there because it's not perfect yet. Yeah. Or like, I don't like, I'm, I'm aware it's not right yet. And so that's why I can't do it. But yet that process of debilitation actually keeps you from doing anything. Yes, I agree. And yeah. I feel like that's the hardest part is when to accept that, okay, I'm I'm feeling comfortable with where it is now. And this is, you know, it can be changed mm -hmm. in the long run. But it's just that initial send off of this is how I'm portraying yeah. myself today. <laughs> yeah. That was something that you and I talked about um, last night, I think, was especially for me the reasons why it's taken me so long is that I, I have no one to 
to bounce this, bounce this off of. And so I continuously am just in my mind of, well, no, I can't do this. It has to be this color. It has to be this layout. Well, let me just try something else again and again. And I'm stuck in that cycle, mm-hmm. um, which I guess goes back to, to critiquing, you know, having someone to, to, yeah. to give you feedback mm-hmm. and um, remind you of why you're doing it or, or the process that you need to take. Yes. And, and not just continuous in, in a, a circular loop. Mm-hmm. And one of the other things that I find myself often thinking about is, sharpening up on different tools for, you know, Photoshop or Illustrator, whatever it is that I'm using at the time, there are lots of things that pop into my mind and I'm like, oh, I need to figure out how to achieve that look. And then it becomes, oh, I need to learn how to do that. And one of the things that I've been really interested in lately is calligraphy um, and just kind of sharpening up those skills that go back to drawing and, and typeset and all of that stuff. And it's like, okay, now I need to take some classes. <laughs> now I need to get kind of back in doing different lessons for things. When you say classes, do you mean actual classes? Or mm-hmm. are you talking about just having a regiment for yourself to continuously trial and error, test and retest? I think it's a little bit of both. I would love to take some classes on specific things like um, – the different calligraphy styles, um, using the right pens and how to achieve certain looks, but also just, you know, different tools in Photoshop or Illustrator that I haven't touched in years or that I have never touched. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, let me see what YouTube has to offer and I'll just follow this little tutorial and see how it works. And sometimes that does or does not work. So, I'd like to take that and maybe expand a bit further on it and ask you, what were some of the practices that you used or learned in school that you can continue to expand upon or the curiosity? Mm-hmm. Was, was the curiosity cultivated in your undergraduate that you can still use now? Absolutely. Um, I think Illustrator. Illustrator, Illustrator, Illustrator is something that <laughs> I uh, used so much in college And I think that was because I was doing mainly different designs and logos and, you know, then taking that into InDesign. And so the pen tool, (laughs) very important tool um, that I am still learning to play with and figure out how to make things perfect. And then, you know, when I went into uh, the workforce and started using Photoshop all of a sudden where I never had really done much with Photoshop before, um, learning how to meld those two when some people are purely just working in Photoshop and have never done Illustrator. So I think that was really important to have. So I kind of had both sides. And do you feel that like taking the idea of doing calligraphy, which was something you didn't do in college, Mm -hmm. do you feel that you have the resources or the, the, the mindset, the training to find how to do it or to teach yourself how to do it and to be that lifelong learner? Mm -hmm. And kind of, again, it goes back to, I learned all of those basic principles in school, and now it's kind of taking these different tools and infusing them into what I learned in the fundamentals. And so with, you know, things with um, doing the calligraphy, doing it by hand, scanning it in, altering it in Illustrator, like it's that whole process until it becomes something that is purely, it's, it's very unique to you, and you've kind of made it into this perfect version that you envisioned. Where do you find your inspiration? Everywhere. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think a lot of it comes 
with the job that I'm doing right now. Um, so I kind of, I'm on the digital creative side of Nordstrom, which is again, the website. And I've had an opportunity to work with the creative strategy team um, since July. And a lot of the stuff that we do is preparing for the future and designing for the future. And um, so that means pulling scrap, which is just inspiration from everywhere and creating mood boards like a giant, you know, Pinterest (laughs) to say. And uh, so a lot of it just comes from going down the rabbit hole and finding something that you like and then putting it in Google or, you know, putting it in Tumblr and, and going all these different places. Or it could be simply walking outside and going down the street, seeing the different, you know, pieces of type that are around or different designs in windows. I think it's a it's a whole curation of that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you keep going back to in particular or any like significant person or book that you feel like you keep going back to that? Um, um, I don't know if I could pull one off the top of my head because mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot of just random swipe from different places mm-hmm. um and a lot of it i'm still learning you know photographers by first name and like oh that's so so and so and so i think it's really purely just brought in from random aspects um another interesting thing for me is album covers which you know not necessarily albums anymore but they're online in places like soundcloud and pulling inspiration from there too and then it kind of draws you back to bringing in that that music aspect of it which is also a huge inspiration for me Mm -hmm. um it really sets the tone for the season or what i'm working on i always have to have fresh music that i'm working with that that was just something i was gonna bring up as well is that i feel you and chad are people that rely heavily not just on the visuals but on the audio Mm -hmm. of the environment that you create in order to be creative would you say that that's true for you Chaz? of course i'm a sound hound (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) um no yeah i just i've always liked music yeah and uh i'm a little bit you know snooty when it comes to music Mm -hmm. but how so? Well, it's just, you know, there's people that have good taste in music and people that don't. And some people think that's... <laughs> so some people are just good at it and some people are just... You know, <laughs> some people think that's that's something that's subjective. But I would think, you know, Krista might agree that it's a little bit more objective. Yeah. But that's maybe because... I'm a snooty music the... person, apparently. Why are the two of you looking at me when you, you're talking? <laughs> no, all, all I'm saying is that... Um, Krista and I, you know, we we have general agreement in music tastes, as well, far as I know. Well, perhaps I'll just step out and the two of you well, can continue this conversation. <laughs> I mean, we had gone to a couple concerts, yeah. so, you know, yeah. we have a, a similar taste. And I think it is also, for me at least, I see it as a game because I see the music that is hitting mainstream right now, like uh, The Weeknd, for instance. And I'm just like... I've been listening to him since 2010, 2011, and it kind of gives me a sense of, ha, I listened to him first. And I think that's my mentality when I'm looking for new music all the time. I'm always like, okay, what can I find that is new and fresh? And, you know, when you turn it on, somebody's like, I really like that. Like, who is that? You know, and and they've never heard of them before. And I'm like, 
one point. <laughs> but at, at the same time, I mean, you're you're talking about doing creative strategy work in fashion, mm-hmm. where you're kind of doing a very similar thing, where it's you're figuring out like, oh, like this is what's going to be hot, mm-hmm. and you know, curating that in a way and presenting it to people. Yeah. With, and and that's two different realms, but very similar in in terms of a, an approach and a mindset that you're working in. Mm-hmm. Like, and I. I totally think that those two meld together because it is again it's you can't predict what's going to go on in the future but you can help to mold it and I think that's the coolest part about what I'm doing now with strategy is really setting those parameters and saying like this is this is really cool and fresh and you know this would be a great thing to jump off of for spring or whatever the the instance might be there's a phrase that I would like to throw out to maybe describe you Krista is a designer as a curator would you agree that perhaps that's a uh, a fitting title i could see that because i feel like i'm always i'm always looking for new projects not necessarily finishing them but kind of (laughs) grabbing things bringing them together and really loving what i've got spread out on the table but then maybe it doesn't get finished in the end but i'm also okay with that because i feel like i can kind of see where it's headed so I could see the curator part having a huge play in that. Yeah. I'm trying to convince my daughter just to stop listening to the same CD over and over again. And so I've been using your playlist <laughs> to say, here, pick anything off of these, anything <laughs> at all, except for these five and then these two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we'll skip that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's kind of like, in a way, it's a game. It's with design, with music, with anything it is, it's that challenge to push yourself and kind of find what it is that you're searching for with all of these things. What what do they all have in common that you mm-hmm. can bring to the table and really experience in a in a sensory way? Yeah. Challenge is a good word. What uh, what challenges you these days? Uh, well, I think with kind of thinking about a blog thinking in terms of what I want to do with my photography. Uh, it's that that challenge to, oh gosh, learn more um, and not get so stuck in what I've been doing. I, I kind of felt like there was a time maybe about a year ago where I was just kind of on a wheel <laughs> and I was like, I really need to find some inspiration, find something new. And so I feel like I need I need to find new things and get inspired more, which means kind of taking me out of my comfort zone and my, you know, go to work, be at work, come home from work because I am very much a homebody. And so it requires some adventure and going new places. Do you have any questions for us? Well, I didn't know the tides were going to be turned like this. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to. I mean, we can continue on, but... I don't know. I'm trying no, to think that's fine. That's what fine. what inspires you throughout each different podcast that you do to keep going. Hmm. Mine is mine is very methodical and has not so much to do with creativity as much as it does. I hate not finishing things to start it. I think it was because I was looking for a creative outlet. Okay. I, I needed something that was more 
more about conversation, more about being inspired and having interviewees like you and our other guests for year one and year two always leave me with a sense of, oh, I wish I were like that, but I can still be like that. Yeah. Now, I, I doubt that I can still be like that, but at least it brings me hope. And sometimes it brings me back to the students and say, I know you can do this because someone just said to me on a podcast that they did it. I think for me, the the podcast has really become this opportunity to, well, I think for a number of things. I think one, it's it's been an opportunity to talk with people that I may not have otherwise felt like I had the license to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I think the second part is, I think, yeah, it's helping younger designers or people who are feeling challenged or stuck in some way and kind of being able to like let other people tell their stories so they can help those people because I think we've all been in that situation. Mm -hmm. But it's also, for me, it's since I've been in grad school, I've realized how much bigger the design world is than I ever knew it was before I went back to school. And this podcast, I felt, has given us an opportunity to talk to such a broad range of designers that do such different things. Yeah. That especially young designers, if I was in school, like I didn't, I didn't know design could do all these different things. Absolutely. And if I would have known then, like that would have, you know, changed or expedited that trajectory significantly. And I think that was one of the great things about going into the field of graphic design is it can take you so many different places when you start adding different elements. Maybe you start adding in motion graphics or you start adding in sound. I mean, it's just like, there's all different areas it can take you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what people in school need to realize that you are getting, you're going into a field that is extremely um, positive and you can find different, a huge variety of um, careers within yeah. it. I mean, because I mean, it's, it's all of those things, but then it's also like the different industries. Mm-hmm. So for example, you doing your job, in the fashion industry, if you were to go to another industry, it would feel completely different. Yeah. You'd be doing very similar things, but it would be a lot different. Exactly. And it's, it's breaking it down into that, you know, learning the fundamentals of design. It will carry you through into all different aspects. It's, it's multifaceted. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's interesting because almost everybody we talk to talks about that same thing. It's like, well, I know these same basics and that's how I got to where I am now. Yeah. yeah. But yet they're using it in it's completely just, different ways. Yeah. It's adding in your personality into the design that helps you take it and make it not just become a career, but a passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, when you guys first asked me to do this, that was kind of what I was thinking, you know, how can I at least give one bit of advice that might help somebody else who might be in a certain area feeling like they're struggling or, you know, not knowing how to get over that hurdle. So hopefully there's yeah. something in there that you can use. So what, what is that? <laughs> you know, break, let's break down that fourth wall. <laughs> listen up, people. Well, uh, I think, again, going back to the internships, whether you think you need one or not, I think it is beneficial in all areas, whether you decide you want to continue with a company or you just kind of want to dip your toes in and see what it's about. I think it's super beneficial when you're in college. Um, A lot of people that I know do them kind of after they finish college because they're like, oh, I just want to get through college and then I'll start worrying about a job and I'll start worrying about an internship and I'll start worrying about all this stuff. But I think you need to be actively thinking about it while you're in school. 
um, because it creates such a fluid process when you're out of school. Well, Krista, as always, it's been great catching up with you. Thank you so much for coming in today and being on the podcast with us and giving a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to see you both. We'll see you next time. This is Design School is recorded at the KPOU studios. For additional information about each episode, visit thisisdesign.school. The intro music for This Is Design School is Electronic Nostalgic, composed by Paul Tyen and published under the Creative Commons on SoundCloud. We'd love to hear what you like, what you don't like, and what you want to hear on the show. Join us on Twitter at JP Avila and at Chad P. Hall. Also, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. And share us with your designer friends. Bye for now. Thank you.